What's poppin' everybody? This is y'all girl Regal, and you guys are tuned into a new segment that I am calling Real Talk with Regal. And I brought my good friend and my good sis along, Miss Erica Speaks. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your girl Erica, aka Erica Speaks. Um, I'm coming to y'all live straight out of North Carolina today. Kakalake. Man, so we're going to get into some things today and have some real good um, conversation and dialogue. And before we do that, though, regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. baby. Go ahead, baby. Oh, y'all know the theme song was coming with me. Every video (laughs) is coming along. (laughs) But yeah, Erica actually made the theme song up for me. So big shout out to you. Yeah, man. And shout out, nah, shout out to you for just taking that and and running with it and, and just and doing your thing in terms of the podcast. I mean, radio, um, this new segment, the uh, culture of the sex is you've been killing the game, girl. I'm trying. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Man, it's been a long journey. But yeah, I've just really been trying to stay focused throughout yeah. this whole journey of the last nine months. While I was like, you know what, just because I feel like I can't be successful in one other part of my life, I'm just going to turn my focus to another part, part of my life. And thank you. I appreciate that. It means Absolutely. a lot. Man, so let me tell y'all how I met this crazy mofo over here. Um, and <laughs> it's so right. funny. I remember because, you know, we met at Lexington Law Firm first day of training back in six years ago, October 6th. And we had to stand in front of the class and uh, tell about ourselves and stuff and just say <laughs> to the front of the class, you know, my, I'm a little ghetto. It's whatever. <laughs> class looking at her like, she funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, she <laughs> So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, she bougie as fuck. That was wow. She bougie. Yes, my name's Erin McManley. I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> I did not. I did not talk like that. I did not talk like that. But, you know, I was like, oh, she cool. You know, I think <laughs> as Black people, when we are, like, at work, we always like, okay, the other Black person. Like, we always peep each other out. And always scoping for the other Black person. We're all like, okay, I'm going to see her at lunch. We don't talk or whatever. Like, and so that was cool. Was Queen in our class too? Or was Queen already Queen was in I our I don't think she was I don't think she was in our class. It was another light skinned girl with glasses, huh? Uh no, that I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't even remember it going to the front of the classroom. So I'm the wrong girl. <laughs> yes, I remember you going to the front of the classroom. I was weak. that's how we met um and it was cool and it was funny because as close as we are today we didn't become fast friends it was like i think we started really kicking it maybe like the end of 2015 maybe the beginning of 2016 Um, yeah yeah because you want to tell the story (laughs) why we wasn't friends okay long story real quick she okay. thought I was trying to hit on her. You know, was. I wasn't because I don't want to put <laughs> ass. Nobody wants to. She was. And I, she was. She's from the South. And she wasn't used to as freely and open. Okay, I can't say that. I know your sister. My bad. 
Yeah. I don't have a filter. Y'all know I be fucking around. So I made a comment that alluded to the fact of trying to hit her on hit on her, totally joking. She took it up the butt, totally serious. And I, we was across the, the, the call center floor. So I looked up my whiteboard and it had something on it. Her ass must have looked at me, her eyes at me. And she just sat down so quick. I thought we were just friends. And all I know, like the next break, she was avoiding my ass. The next, the next break after that, the next day, she was avoiding me. And I was just, all right, fuck it, cool. Like, I'll let shit roll off my, oh, cool, it's fine, fuck it. And then, you know, as time went on, we worked together and, she, you know, she made it up into leadership before I did. And then we just started climbing the ladder. So eventually, okay, y'all, I'm just saying, sorry. Ooh. It's quarantine time. I need my nails done. <laughs> if it's a problem for you, please send me some money so that I can go to my cousin to get my nails done. Thank you. Um, Same over back Because <laughs> y'all know I'm animated. So I'm doing all this talking and it's just like, sis out here looking bad. But I'm still cute though. Listen, exactly. We all, we all got our struggles right now, sis. Okay, yeah. We still, still kicking it. We good. Hell yeah. So eventually through all that though we really became cool we became close yeah and we went through so much challenging obstacle and really rewarding situations working at lexington together um I, I yeah like I professionally and personally developed tremendously um at that place so it's really cool for sure and and as far as just my perspective with uh, with meeting Rebecca, it was, she, she was different. <laughs> she was definitely different, uh, from what I'd been used to coming, um, moving to Arizona. Um, and it was, and it was, and it was interesting because I, I moved there, uh, in a, within a couple of weeks, um, I landed that job at Lexington. So I, I went there without knowing anyone. So I was kind of, I was already just telling myself, I'm going to have to be open to meeting new people, meeting different people. Um, but she was different, but at the same time, she still reminded me a lot of, uh, home. She still had, she still had that, that, that culture entered to her core. Um, and what I, what, what I liked about her, what I always gave her a hard time about was just how positive she was. She was over the top positive all the time. <laughs> so yes, her, uh, her personality, her experiences, her openness, her just downright being real AF, just everything that the everything that you talk about when you when you speak about in your show of walking and your truth, you've been doing that since day one since I met you. And that's one thing I appreciate. Um because again it, it helped me to also see that like you're you're real. Like you're the real deal. And that's and that's something that I feel like everybody should have in their corner. Somebody that's as real as as real as that. So Thank you for that. Out, stop. Thank you. <laughs> I just did my makeup. Oh my gosh. Dramatic. I forgot that, I forgot that the dramatic part. Um, you, she's way more dramatic than I am. Don't let her fool y'all in this video, okay? <laughs> but but I, definitely, I definitely agree that over our time uh, working there together, we grew a lot. And I think a lot of that was because we, we also shared similarities in terms of um, a lot of firsts that happened for us there. Like it was our first corporate position, uh, both there our first uh, uh, leadership positions or leadership roles in the corporate business. Um, 
learn the good and bad sides of uh, socializing for the first mm -hmm. first time, you know? Of okay. course, that's everybody. Um, yeah. But also making lifelong friends, you know? So in a lot of a lot of first time a lot of first time making uh, a lot of uh, a lot of first times of tough decisions too. What is something you feel like? Because I think that we realized the struggles of being a black woman in corporate America as we were mm -hmm. in. I don't. I know we heard about it before, like women get less money, and then we didn't. I didn't realize. Mm -hmm that it was even less money for black women and just certain things that I wasn't aware of until you just sit back and you just start peeping things. Um, and our whole time there, let me just put a little band, a little picture. Our whole time <laughs> at being Lexington, only one of our OMs were a black African-American woman. So, and she left quick. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> I don't have time for this bullshit. And I, I really appreciated her time there. <laughs> Because she taught us some shit. I feel like she was a straight up boss. And I love her. Yes, she was. So you are, yes, she was. I don't want to blast you right now. But I love you. And just thank you for being authentically yourself in yes. that position. Um, I did have an opportunity to work with her on another, you know, project and company after that. And just mm. her same boss, babe mentality and just professional and fairness. Like it was a beautiful yes. To see but I said all that to say this what do you feel like were some challenges you faced being a black woman and at Lexington um uh so for the first so for the first time of course um and I'm saying of course because this is it's the most common uh you know to experience the the angry black woman uh stereotype um, you know, if now there were days, granted, there were days where I was visibly upset because uh, I did have to learn how to mask my emotions in a lot of situations. Um, so there were those days, <laughs> but there you were definitely days. wear your heart on your sleeve. You don't yes. hide it well. <laughs> um, but there were there were more times where that wasn't the case. And that's the first, you know, that's the first thing that you, you kind of jump to, or, or that's the first, um, uh, you know, they had this perception is reality uh, type of uh, way of looking at things. So um, I, I experienced that, but one of the biggest things that I learned and experienced was, um, is, and was probably even more, uh, uh, what was probably the bigger lesson, was not the uh, angry black woman uh, stigma, but it's the powerful black woman stigma. Mm -hmm. Not the stigma, but the powerful black woman period and what that does to a corporation or what that can do to corporate um, America, which is pretty much shake shit up. Um, there, uh, there's, uh, and, and also uh, being one of the reasons that I ultimately ended, ended up leaving was being in a situation where because of uh, who I am, this, this young, intelligent, deeply rooted in her culture, um, African-American woman standing up to um, people that did not feel that they, that I had a right to stand up to them, um, that felt that that was disobedient and, yeah. and I didn't to do so and um, therefore embarrassing to them and therefore unacceptable for them. So, and that was met with retaliation of all all sorts that I I mean I, I won't even go into detail about, but 
it was in that moment that I realized that they were they were displaying their weakness and the weakness that uh people who retaliate in those situations um the weakness that the weakness that they show is that they act out of their emotion um you're 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 solely fueled off the fact that you don't like the fact that i'm standing up for myself you're fueled off the fact that you don't like the fact that i have a backbone that yeah, i have a voice Right, I have a voice and opinion, and I'm willing to stand up for what's right. Um, so ultimately, I wasn't a person that could be controlled. And when you're in that position, that's a that's that can be a dangerous spot to be in because when you're when you're in that position, you have to know what is at the end of the road for you. Um, uh, and it's not going to necessarily it's not going to be you coming out on top inside of that job, but it's something bigger waiting for you. Um, you know, outside of it, of course, you, you can walk away with your dignity, you walk away with your voice, you walk away with your head held high knowing you didn't conform, and you walk away um, ultimately knowing that they were, were not able to get the best of you and put you in the box of just, um, uh, you know, okay, I'm just going to hop on board now, or uh, uh, that, that, that uh, box of just, okay, I'm just going to zip my, zip my mouth up, throw away the key. Um, so just so it so that that within itself the powerful black woman um is something that i know noticed was uh off off-putting um but it's not something that i would change <clears throat> definitely not i mean that's who you are that's like you're in your constitution as a, a black woman that's you're never going to change that and you should never change it because one it's not like you're speaking bullshit. you have something to say your voice is important and you actually care about everybody, you know, and when you do speak out, it's really for the fairness, the justice and the everybody right. has has a right to be a human and has a right to share this space. And let's not discredit that. Um, so please never, ever, ever stop speaking up because, you know, I'm going to be right there. <laughs> for me, it's that can never happen. Never, girl. Um, some of the challenges that I faced there, I'll say a, a bad challenge first and then a good one because I really felt like this was something that opened my mind. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as being a black woman in corporate America, I realized that those that you think that you can trust the most are the ones that you can't trust at all. Um, mm -hmm. And for me being such a people person, I think that was something that was the most hurtful to me because whether you report it to me or I report it to you, I genuinely give a fuck about people. So the situations that we go through when you expect people to act differently or to um, have your back and just stand up for what the hell's right. Don't stand up for me, stand up for what's right. And to not get that reciprocated in return, it's like, hmm, I've given you a lot, I've given you a lot of my energy. Um, so that's one. And I learned that in the fire and in the midst of the storm is when you really realize what the hell you're made of. And mm. so those challenges can either really make you or break you. And I got to a point at Lexington where I was like, I can't stand for the, the BS anymore. I have to make this choice, even though from the outside looking in and even from the inside looking out, I was like, <laughs> this is not what you need to do. But yeah. 
I trusted the God within me and what right. it was telling me to do and what I know I needed to do and how I needed to move. Um, and in the beauty of that, I realized how smart I was and that I could trust myself. Um, and one of the other things that I learned while working at Lexington, shout out to my manager, John Mena. He reintroduced me to uh, The Secret. Now, I'm not saying that he was a great manager or anything like that, <laughs> and that he was not a sexist prick, but I'm saying he reintroduced me to The Secret, and for that I am appreciative, because I think that's something that I had been in connection with. Like, my auntie would always give it to my mom and stuff, and I seen it around the house, and I picked the book up, I thought it was boring, so I put it back down, but he made us watch a video, and it was really just when I was introduced to the law of attraction, which is in tune manifesting and learning how to really use my voice to manifest and create the life that I wanted. Um, so I did a whole kind of unlearning process to relearn that. Um, and that was really beneficial and has been continuously beneficial on my self-love journey. So that was something that I can say has taught me how to really break through obstacles and really realize like, this isn't an obstacle. This is just this is like a practice run. You know, you got to build up more endurance. You got to build up more strength. So go through it. You're already victorious. You just got to keep fighting. And it helped right. me my perception of the things that I was going through. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, you, you definitely have to accept the good and the bad um, because all of it, is, I mean, all of it turns out uh, to be a growing opportunity, a learning opportunity for you to grow. Um, I, and as far as the good uh, with Lexington, um, you know, that's where I learned to get out of my shy stage. Uh, you're talking about someone who uh, failed public speaking twice and didn't know the first word to say to a stranger. Um, going from that to leading meetings, to doing presentations, yeah. uh, company conferences, uh, leading training classes, and then just overall having the ability to just captivate an audience. Um, and in terms of socializing now, a lot of times it's hard to shut me up. So, so that's- Who are you telling? That's the 360. And then with that, you know, discovering the strength, uh, my strength for mentoring, I found that I was able to find an appreciation, being in leadership for other people's journeys um, and how everyone has their path and their story, um, their weakness and their strengths. And above all, just seeing uh, the beauty of having uh, a, a direct uh, positive impact on the life of somebody else. So um, it gave me all of that to kind of push me towards what my purpose is and, and fulfilling that purpose. And even the office politics, learning about that. So I, I, I don't have to be in that position where I'm kind of walking blindly into a situation. Um, so, you know, and, and just the power of taking a stand. Um, yeah. So the good experiences, the bad experiences, the mistakes in between, because there were a lot of those made as well. All of it, um, all of it were uh, definitely was a learning opportunity. Um, and I feel like Lexington ultimately it needed to happen to me, and it needed to happen, it needed to happen for me, it needed to happen yeah. journey. Um, I still apply a lot of the skills that I learned there um, sure. and the lessons learned there to uh, to this day. Um, and honestly, I hope that the people that I did encounter there that, uh, I, that I don't still keep in contact with, I hope that they have since experienced a growth of their own, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And one thing that I feel like I took away from Lexington, you know, that damn, uh, stay out of the weeds with the paralegal. You got to stay out of the weeds. 
And so sometimes I play that back. Like when I find myself, because one of the things that I really wanted to focus on this year is my throat chakra, but I am going to talk more on that on an episode of Stay Regal Radio. So stay tuned. But it taught me when, how to set clear boundaries and things that come up when I'm negatively self-thinking, like "Mm, stay out of the weeds, you know, like it's just a quick pull back. Like, no, we're not doing that anymore. That's beneath us. We're here now. We don't do that. Stay out of that. Mm. That's how I kind of took that and flipped it to really continue working for my life. Um, Yeah, that was about the only one I like. That whole perception is reality. I just think it gives such a... No, just because it's your perception does not mean that it's truly reality. That's how you feel about it, you know? And so I just think it, it teaches people to build a facade and a false identity, you know, and it gives everybody a reason to feel entitled to run with their opinions. Like, no, just because right. it. So I, I will agree with that. Um, but as far as the perception is reality, I, I will say to a, to a certain extent um, that being in a business where you're where you have to interact with other individuals, then that's just something that you you just have to be conscious about so it but and i'm saying and just from a leadership uh perspective you know that's not something that you would just outwardly uh move to uh like you said form an opinion form a judgment around but that should be more of a, co- a conversation or a, a a coaching opportunity to someone that may not have gotten it before um it doesn't have to go straight from you know well, this is how this person looks so this is what i'm going to formulate an opinion around this is what i will formulate my um actions around uh so i think that i think that 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 perception is reality thing can be broken down in a lot of different ways it doesn't have to go from zero to 100 for sure i can agree with that a little bit but I can- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like you want it doesn't look like you want to i mean in, in that respect i get it but i i think i know the messaging behind it is what you portray is how people are going to perceive you and in that respect that's the reality of you from a personal branding standpoint within a corp- within corporate America. Right. That. But have a conversation with a person. Just because you think, right. oh, she's a bitch, and I don't want to get a coaching from her, that doesn't mean that's how she is. That's how right. you her. And exactly. I'm that. Like, I'm sure you realize, like, being a, su- a supervisor to someone who's way older than you is the most, like, Look, sir, I am not trying to be disrespectful. My mama raised me right. I'm so sorry that you have all these years of experience and they won't promote you. But you're on my team, so you need to follow what the hell I'm telling you to do because my manager's on my back because you don't want to shape up. You're going to get Oh, shot. my gosh. I think that that's what a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of paralegals um, that we were in charge of just did not realize. A lot of that stress came from behind the scenes where and a lot of that was just a battle back and forth of us trying to make sure that we're you know standing up for them uh you know you know speaking up for them all of that and it's just a lot of times those conversations would be cut and dry with them but we we were just exhausted from the fight of it girl man because these (laughs) oh hey how you doing in the back right Write them up. Write them right. up. <laughs> right. One more time and they're out right. the door. We're not. And that's like, well, wait a minute. They're going through this. They're trying. They're right. They're seeing the struggle. And it's like, they don't give a fuck, but they in your face smiling. So you were in their office talking about us, not knowing they don't <laughs> about you. Like, 
okay. uh, the pains, the pains yeah. of but I mean, it was, it was, it was a good ride nonetheless. It was, it was. It was a good ride. And, and honestly, in uh, just, and I, and again, there was a lot of mistakes made, uh, being that that was, uh, or initially for sure, being that that was my first time in leadership, but I can also appreciate the people that I was able to reach on a deeper level outside of just, you know, uh, metrics or, or business. Yeah. Um, those, I mean, it's it's stuff like that 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 kind of that kind of uh, motivated you to 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 get out of bed and go to work is 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 just reaching people on a different level than just all business all the time. So I could I can appreciate that for sure. So let's tip sip some tea. Mm-hmm. Being that you have lived both with a whole bunch of southern gentlemen. And now being on the West Coast, where you got this West Coast swag, in terms of dating, do you have a preference of where, what area you like to date in? For sure. Uh, North Carolina all day. <laughs> she said North, North Carolina all day. Um, what do you think the main difference is? Anywhere but Arizona. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Anywhere but Arizona, girl. Um um, it was, which it was, so as far as dating uh, goes, I mean, obviously that was a, a, a very visible difference. That's the first, the first thing I noticed was the lack in culture. Um, uh, but most of the guys that I dated weren't from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and the few that were, they just didn't seem to share, you know, the same cultural understandings, background, um, the passion, you know, that I did. Um, you could say that that, uh, that that may have been attributed to uh, their upbringing, but I also believe that if it's something that you're lacking um, and you want, you truly want to know and you want to learn more about it um, or to gain a better understanding of it, then you'd actually make the effort to do so. So, so I think that that was also a problem for me, that there was a choice that was um, painfully obvious that was being made of just not caring enough to try to learn. So that was like a, a big elephant in the room uh, every, with a lot of guys that I dated uh, that was actually from Arizona. That and, you know, <laughs> it was, it was just, it was, it was, it was a, it was a difference. But I think that there was a, a learning opportunity there as well. Um, I think that with their personalities, which was different, uh, the overall environment that was different, and also just me being in a different space in my life, um, uh, learning a lot about what I wanted, my likes, dislikes, all of that, um, and getting out of that playing it safe versus sorry, because a lot of them would have gotten cut off like instant, instantly. Mm-hmm. But I chose to kind of take more of a, to be more open-minded, you know, like, thanks to Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I chose to be a little bit more open-minded, um, and 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 what I got from a lot of those experiences was, uh, I understanding that we we're 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 going to get back what we tolerate, um, uh, recognizing the difference between uh, an honest mistake versus uh, an actual character flaw, um, on on the positive side of it, being able to let go and live in the moment. Um, but also knowing my limitations, uh, being honest about what my limitations were, um, and just overall protecting my peace and, and, and knowing that me doing that is, is, is necessary um, and, some, and being okay with being uh, selfish in that sense, you know? Yeah. I feel like for any woman who is trying not to date, 
Well, I can't say any woman, mainly black women, because I just feel like we really, in AZ, we like the bottom of the barrel. And it's so crazy. Like, you know, I used to work in a salon. I mean, from all different types of black women will be like, oh, no, it's just Arizona. I don't know what it is about Arizona. So this is like to come here and love on your damn self because they're not going to fuck with you, sis. (laughs) They're just not messing with us. And And that's so bad. I go to any other state and I am the shit in any other state. Arizona, if they're not white, Asian, or Mexican... I'm not getting hollered at, just point blank period. Now, since Arizona is a Phoenix, namely, is starting to grow and people from all different walks of life in other states and countries are coming, people are starting to, you know, be. there's more men who like black women, black men who like black women. And I don't know, some of them are just a little off. <laughs> the ones that are, <laughs> are just a little off and it's like, I'd rather not. At this point, I've been single, I think about maybe six, seven years. So I've gotten really comfortable being by myself. And now I'm just getting comfortable. I'm comfortable with my child. And so dating is like, you really have to be an extraordinary motherfucker because I've fallen so deeply in love with myself that I'm just, I don't want to put up with bullshit. Like, mm, no, I'm not doing that. You're asking me to I'm not doing that. Like, and I think it's kind of like, I don't know what the cutoff is of being single, but there should definitely be a cutoff. You should not go like past three, four years of being single because getting back into a relationship, you just like, Mm-mm. no, you sneeze the wrong way. I'm <laughs> and yeah, I'm just not for it. Yeah. I, I thought I was independent before, but now I just feel like, like I'm talking to this guy and he was like, we're on a video chat and I'm doing something on my phone. Cause he irritated me. I'm like, how come every time we talk, like you in bed, well, what do you want me to be doing? I'm not at work. Ugh, this is it. I'm done. This is going to be our last conversation. And he was okay. like, that is so unattractive. <laughs> and then they don't have the best job, you know? And I'm like, so you're just comfortable. He's like, yeah, I'm making enough money. And I'm like, Oh, I don't. I have a good job, you know? I, I'm not making enough. I want more. And he's just like, mm-hmm. And then you want to ask oh. me who I'm talking to on my phone because I'm not looking at you. Who are you, sir? You're not my man. And my man shouldn't be asking me shit like that either. A lot of what you're saying sound a little, a little too, a little, it's, it's a bit, I don't know, sis. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What part? I'll, I'll explain. Be- okay, so boom. Um... He's not where you want. He's not. Uh, he he's not where you will want him to be career wise or with his job wise. But he's happy and he's financially stable. He okay. Secondly, okay. Let me do each point, please. So okay, I can remember. So okay. it's not that where he is isn't. It's not good enough. But just knowing the lifestyle that he lives and talking to him and the things that he says he wants, why are you comfortable with the job that you have? And then you're not doing anything else throughout the day, but trying to come see me and sleeping. That doesn't make sense to me. So how, so do you know that, um, the job that he has, do you know if that's something that can 
and help him get the lifestyle that he wants? Girl, he work at Food City. <laughs> okay. okay, so he may be a manager. He's not. He's not a manager. He's, he's, not. Not. he's not. I would be like, cool. But like, you just cool being a cashier. And I mean, that's great. Yeah. We are not in our early 20s. You know what I'm saying? And he's older than I am. I'm 30. He's almost 40. Sarah, why though? Why are you just so comfortable there? I feel like to talk to me, I need somebody that's going to be like, yo, that's great. You have X, Y, and Z. You know, if you move like this and pushed it that way, you can have this. Like, I need somebody that's going to be able to put me up on game and we can share ideas and build together. I sure. have somebody who's just comfortable being mediocre. I, I, I get you. I get you. Mediocre. I get you. I get you. So it's not necessarily, you know, putting putting him down, but just you recognize that that's just not a good fit for you. Um, and where's and I think and that's and that's necessary for you to and that's that that time that you spend, um, you know, alone or or single. I think that more people should do that, um, where they are able to discover. Uh, you know, again, their likes and dislikes, and also just get a get an idea of what uh, of what your own personal value is. So, um, with that, I mean, I've 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 gone through the mud with some of these <laughs> with some of these boys, girl. I've gone through the mud with them. Me too, and I'm not going through the mud again if it's right. not if we're not but, married. I'm not going through the mud with you. Right, but what that's taught me because I was single for for a while um, when when I moved to Arizona, um, and a couple a couple of years after moving there, so it was, it was I was single for a minute, um, but I was able to let go of situations easier because it's like okay, I reckon you're you're not a good this is not a good fit, you know right. we we've, we've tried it we talked about it ultimately it's not it's not gonna this isn't gonna work and you just have to be okay with knowing that some something and somebody that is gonna be a good fit for you is still gonna be out there um yeah. because it is i mean i don't know if it's gonna be in arizona i'm not gonna lie like but i'm kind of nervous because i want to get out of az so bad but the moment i'm like okay it's time for me to start planning my exit exit strategy Mm-hmm. Shit start popping off, and I'm like, "Damn, Lord, it, am I gonna be in Arizona? Is this where I'm gonna be at? Like, let me know now, please, so I can cry about it and move forward." So when you say uh, like shit starts popping off, do you mean like a, a guy comes into your life? Or no, bye. You'd have been in <laughs> the last six years. Definitely not staying anywhere for a man. Like, come on now. You know I'm a single Pringle. Um, no, like good opportunities, like. This amazing job worked out. Um, I just got this amazing place, you know, um, an opportunity to get back on a dance team, um, to podcast with Roderick and Leon, like different great things start bubbling. And I think ultimately what that's teaching me is, is your mindset. Were you ready for these things 10 years ago, five years ago? Were you comfortable enough? Now, like, especially since my performance, I'm not going to lie, and getting waist beads, like I've just been super confident and comfortable in my skin. And I knew that I was before, but yeah. like there used to always be those insecurities in the back of my mind. Like, oh my God, people are going to look at me. I got this crop top on, but fuck it. I just pushed through. Girl, now I'm up there in this crop top, like, and what? 
because <laughs> you're gonna get all this gut that's what's gonna happen <laughs> um so i just i love it though i love the vibe that i have right now and um, you're gonna find and, and it's a man that's gonna come along that's gonna love it just as much if not more sis or my woman don't you know i am so comfortable i either just or or your woman or your woman you, thank you for acknowledging that i appreciate that but I'm just gonna say this for my woman. I'm tired of being a strong one. I really am. Look, <laughs> big, I get it. But I've been my mama big oxen baby my whole life. So I'm tired of carrying shit. I'm tired of pushing heavy shit, lifting. So I really hope you're strong enough to handle all this and some more because I'm done. Done. I feel like you say that. I feel like you say that, and then if the opportunity presented itself, you will automatically switch right back to the strong. I will, man, because like <laughs> I know I will. I love being. A protector you know and a provider so like for my woman to know like damn i got her that's some that's some sexy shit that's empowering that's invigorating to me and um i like being that person that people can lean on so of course i'm gonna be carrying some bags and shit when i get with my woman and stuff so i already know but baby mm. y'all have got to be strong enough to carry it when i don't feel like it because i want to be the yeah. soft sometimes too shit <laughs> <laughs> Sis said we gotta have a balance. A balance. I feel you, girl. Real. Mm. Oh, okay. I seen this the other day and I was like, I just have to ask E this. Um <laughs> here you go. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> what would you do if you were intimate with your dude, right? Mm. And it was real good, and he called you daddy. <laughs> Stop it. Stop playing with me. <laughs> what would you do, sis? Like, why, why do you find the craziest, like, why? Like, well, how Facebook, do you find man, I know crazy people on that's Facebook. That's it. That's, that's turning, that's, that's it. That's ending the moment. That's ending, that's ending that moment, right? Excuse me, what did you say? Why did you say that? It's you he can't call you daddy. Who are you out here calling daddy? <laughs> like, oh, he calling you daddy. Um, what if you no, were just putting no, it down? No, he instantly <laughs> on the cover. He instantly just became an undercover. Like, you're not just calling, you're not just letting the word daddy escape your mouth. I'm not your father. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not. No. Oh my gosh, I seen that. I could not stop hollering. Like, <laughs> no. I called you daddy. Like, uh uh. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. No. You, like, you probably, I don't know what you will be doing to him to to make them words (laughs) escape his mouth, but I'm sure that that will probably, knowing you, turn you on and make you go even harder. I'm trying to keep my face, like, I honestly don't know, but Uh, I wait till my next relationship to see. I'm like, I will hold it that. Listen, ladies, if you have a man calling you daddy, check him. <laughs> do some second, second guesses. Do I some know. Second guesses. The homie on uh, Facebook, she was like, no, sis, he on date. He, she was like, he's on gay dating sites. Let it go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let it all the way go. Uh-uh. Which is cool. If y'all want to be gay, go ahead and be gay, but just don't bring nobody. Or be honest. Like, right. No. Like, yeah. And you know, I think there's a huge misconception. I don't know if you're like the right person to talk to this about, but being bisexual in today's society, I think people feel like 
you just don't know what you want. And it's like, no, I do. I, I like women and I like men. And I can be comfortable in a, a committed relationship and married to a woman and being committed to a man and married as well. Like, I see both options very perfectly for me. And I feel, see myself mm-hmm. being happy either one. So, okay. So the other, the, the other thing that I hear about bisexual people is that, 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 that's, that they have this, this plethora of who they can choose from. Is that selfish to not pick a side? No. And I just feel like, why do we have to pick a side though? Like we're genuinely attracted to both. Why? And who says, I think so much of what goes on in our society and culture today is everybody saying, you need to act like that. And you got to act like that. And Oh no, you're canceled because you don't act like this. And I've been actively trying to pull myself out of that mentality. Um, Cause I noticed when I was doing, I do culture of the sexes with the guys that, Sometimes when it comes to black men not dating black women, I can be very much like, love you a black woman, date you a black woman, Uh uh-uh. And what if they don't want to? I should not be forcing my beliefs on other people. This is how I feel. I'm standing in it. You do you. And so- I feel you. I feel you. Um, But they can can, uh, stay away from me though. (laughs) If you don't- (laughs) If you can't appreciate the queens. Yes, so I feel you. I I definitely understand. Trust me. And I it's so a, I, so 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 I will say so just uh I, I I agree with you that you know no one should nec- no one should be confined to a box or a space just off of other people's opinions about right. them. Um uh so yeah, let them let them do what they want to do, let them be who they want to be as long as that doesn't come to an impasse with me directly. So if and you don't are here, down black woman, don't be down yeah. in black women in front of me. Like, no, you don't have to do all words. So right, and don't be out here. I'm not down in white people. I like, I love white people. Do y'all, but be an ally though. Don't just act like everything that we're going through in this world is make believe and that you don't see it because it's it's too blatantly obvious in 2020. Y'all see it, y'all choosing not to speak on it. That's the only thing that gets me. Right. I love my right. best Travis. I love you. He be calling it out. And I'm like, go ahead. I know <laughs> if it ever came to a riot, he gonna be like, touch her if you want to. And he cut his <laughs> rifles and stuff. He'll knock somebody down straight for me. And I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, man, just don't, yeah, just, just don't, 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 uh, don't be disrespectful in that sense, um, you know, in my presence, uh, where you're, like you said, down in black women, down in our race in any type of way, um, and don't be calling no, don't be calling nobody daddy if you a man, (laughs) (laughs) you need to go, you need to go somewhere and figure it out, (laughs) oh my goodness, yeah, you have to figure that out, so, yeah, but yeah, yeah. walking your truth. Walk really, because you just can hurt so many people when you don't. Like, right. I was right. dating, well, not, I wasn't dating a guy, I was talking to him. And in the beginning stages of talking, he told me that somehow he found big dicks attractive or he was attracted. <laughs> <laughs> not <I'm> somehow. Like, <laughs> you don't say somehow I have a fetish for big dicks. No, sir, that's not a fetish. Um, I asked him, well, what did you want? What do you want to do? With them? Oh my God. No, 
I have a fetish for fat asses, but I know I want them bouncing on my face. So wh- what is it that you want to do, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> and he was like, nothing. I just, I, I shouldn't have said nothing. No, you should. And I think you should explore that. And he was like, no, I, I would never do that. I'm not gay. Sir, if you're watching that, you're thinking about yeah, today. Yeah. Like, that's what, if that's what gets you off, cool. Just do it. <sighs> at least try it like tank said if you suck two bitches you're not gay you just Bye, bro. no 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 you're not gonna push that narrative out here you're not gonna do that rebecca stop it i stop just it. like look no <laughs> stop it. in certain situations we hold men to a certain standard like if a woman is sleeping with three men or three men or whatever three women men consider her a hoe right but if she were to sleep with a whole bunch of people, females in college, and then she got out of college, just dated man, got married, and lived happily ever after in a heterosexual marriage, we wouldn't say that she's gay. Yes, she's yes, yes. Yes, I would. But I think that there's a um, I, but I think that that's 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 to each his own too. You know, I think that that yeah. I think majority, maybe a lot of people in this, or maybe a lot of society may not look at it that way. I, I actually think that that more people would look at if you if you actually participate or, or act in or or act on act on that, or if that's something that you're attracted to in terms of the same sex, then I mean that that's kind of the definition of being homosexual so walk in it if that's what you if that's what you like but um you can't just kind of walk run run away from that rebecca i just don't agree i i i I don't agree i mean we do but (laughs) college she's figuring herself out college is where you're supposed to do that she get out of college. Okay, cool. I just want to get married, have kids. She's not actively sleeping with women. You know what I mean? She's like not pursuing women. She's just, she tried that shit. She had a hot little minute. Cool. It was fun. Uh-huh. Next. Even for a guy, he tried. He was having fun. Maybe he decided that's not for him. He's moving on. And that's cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I will okay, you know what? Realistically speaking, it is more uh acceptable for a woman to go to to kind of deal explore. with that one. Oh yeah, and explore than it is for a guy. Um and it's and it's interesting because there has been there have been guys that I've come across where um, you know, they've made that comment of, you know, I've done this, but now I can't go back because this is, you know, what I'm forever gonna be like stigmatized as or this is what it was gonna forever be following me i mean at the end of the day it's still all about being honest with yourself and being honest with who you're gonna be with you know if you've done that in the past i think there's also people out here that's not gonna care um you know what you've done in the past uh as long as you can uh if you're making it clear that that's not that's no longer you or that's or you're no longer interested in that you're trying to move forward with them there's people out here that'll that'll respect that and that'll uh, willing to move forward with you but you still you still have to keep it honest you still have to keep it honest always walking your truth man that's what you really gotta do so Walking in your truth, E, you to move back home. So yeah. where do you feel like your journey's taking you? What truth are you about to walk in? 
I would say um, right now um, I'm in a space where uh, where I'm just like owning and designing uh, my life for how I feel it's meant to look. Um, I, I look back a lot on all the obstacles that I've been through, um, all of the those those problems that I that uh, I would call them that I had. Um, all of those it's just all of those times where I just felt like um, I was at my wits. I was at the end, and and I and there was no next step for me. Um, I look back on all of that, and I and one of the things that I can appreciate most about where I am now is my mentality and just uh, and having understanding. And one of the things that I understand is that problems are a gift, uh, and it's a gift of growth at the end of the day. So right now, I've uh, I've blossomed into a person that is definitely not the same person that I was five, six years ago. You um, <laughs> um, I'm I'm continuing to heal uh, internally in areas that you know will allow me to fully blossom. I'm continuing to learn. Uh, I'm currently in the process of becoming a certified life coach. Um, my best friend and I were uh, partnering together to establish our um, nonprofit organization uh, for mentoring young women. Um, you may see a podcast in the works as well. So keep hey, on it. that's amazing. Keep an eye out for that. And ultimately, um, I'm, I'm continuing to feel my purpose, to fulfill my purpose and, and my passion of of uh, being that positive guidance or influence on other people. So whether that's in my day-to-day -day work, um, uh, you know, these, uh, these goals that I'm uh, looking to accomplish, um, um, overall, it's just about progress for me. Um, personally, I believe progress is happiness. Um, the more you grow, the more areas you grow in, the more you have to give back um, to those that still may be struggling in certain areas. So that's, and that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. That's a beautiful place to be, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It takes, it takes a lot. It takes, it takes a good, uh, it takes a good uh, support system to get here because it's not because you're gonna contradict yourself along the way. You're gonna contradict why why something is happening to you. So you have to have uh, certain people, and I'm I'm very thankful for people like you, people like my best friend Jerica. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of people uh, that have been able to kind of be my mirror uh, in times I needed it. Um, and, and also that may have, uh, uh, you know, walked a certain journey ahead of me that they can give me advice on as far as uh, how to handle it or how to look at it a certain way. So definitely so, so the support system that I have is, plays a, a key part to that and also being willing to learn, being willing to grow. And being willing to continue to continue to move forward, so I'm very, very grateful for where I am right now, um, mentally, uh, emotionally. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for the the, uh, the the things that I'm working on right now. I'm grateful for all of it, and I can't wait to and I can't wait to you know bless the world. I can't wait to show the world uh, this new version of Erica and get out there. Man, you are already blessed in the world, girl. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's one of the things that really stuck out to me this last year was yeah. make sure you pour into your friends because those are going to be the same people that pour back into you and remind you like, no, friend, we're not doing that because X, Y, and Z. And to yeah. 
sometimes we just need a little nudge, a little reminder, like, okay, I'm tripping for a little bit. Let me get back and handle my business. And yeah, really beautiful moments that when you can deposit back into your friend's life. So thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, man, I really appreciate you kicking off the first segment with me of Real Talk. Absolutely. Oh, it was great. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming, girl. A long time coming. So I'm glad we were able to make it finally. I know. And now we can do more stuff. You can just come on stage. No, it don't have to be this segment. And just, man, get it popping. Absolutely. Let the people know where they can find you. Because it's a beautiful journey. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs) You guys, okay. Erica is so inspirational. She's so intelligent. And what I really oh, thank you. about you is that you're very welcome. You take the time to make sure that what you're giving out is accurate, it's truthful, um, and that it's meaningful. You're not about bullshit. You don't want to be associated with anything that might... Um, that might not match your values. And I think in this day and age of just content being put out... That's a really beautiful um, outlook to have because people can really be moved and motivated by that. So y'all make sure y'all can find her to see this journey unfold. You're not going to be disappointed. And uh, yeah, let us know where we can find you. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate it, girl. Um, so you can find me on IG at underscore Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A speaks. And then, an under, I'm sorry, and then the underscore after that. Uh, be on the lookout, uh, like she said, for a lot of more uh, content to come. Uh, just motivational messaging. Uh, you'll be getting updates and details about my journey along this way of, uh, of fulfilling my purpose. Um, hopefully some of my experiences, because that's that's uh, what I pull from. I try to be as genuine and, and as authentic as possible. And the only way I know how to do that is to speak from places that I've, that I've been in and from spaces that I've been through. So um, so hopefully some of my experiences and my messaging can resonate and shed some light um, to you guys just about, above all, just how to keep going, how to keep yeah. going and, and just uh, finding your happiness. Well said, friend. Well, you guys, I just want to remind you guys to stay true, love you, fuck self-doubt, peace and blessings until next time y'all come and kick it with me on another episode of real talk with regal peace peace